Unnoticed at their feet, the soil churned as the beetles burrowed their way back beneath the ground. The Artemis robots stumbled on, feet tripping on the potholed earth, metal bodies misting with water, droplets running down their arms and fingers, electromuscles singing with power, the sight of the refinery empty and undefended spurring them on. And then they felt it, the sense of building power ahead. An enormous potential forming, it resonated in their bodies, set their electromuscles singing. The advance faltered, the robots behind still pushing into those in front. The leaders paused to gaze at the line of metal spikes thrust in the ground before them, each spike humming with ominous intent. Something was coming. The grey bodies at the front held for a moment in desperate equilibrium, ready to retreat, knowing it was too late. The power discharged. A near-solid bar of electricity hit the metal shell of a leading Artemisian soldier. Her mind exploded. The power within it was added to the lightning bolt that now spread crackling across the field of battle. Metal screamed and shuddered. Twisted metal expanded and melted. A magnetic pulse spread out from the battlefield across the continent of Shull. It rose up into the night and bounced off the ionosphere. An army was wiped out, just like that. Silence settled over the battlefield. Nothing was heard but the ping and crack of cooling metal. So many bodies, so many minds, so much twisted metal. All dead. The soil began to stir again. The beetles were returning. Far away, halfway around the world, a robot monitoring the radio frequencies in distant Yukawa heard a crackle, a blast of white noise. It was the sound of so many souls departing the world. Not that he recognized it as such. He scored his stylus across the metal, drawing the pictograms that represented an electrical storm somewhere over the western sea. Liza. Two robots were making love in the middle of an electrical storm. Crouching in an old shell hole, searing white lightning arcing above them as the charged night sought release, Liza paused in the act of twisting wire and gazed up at her husband. Is everything all right? Kurtz asked. The sky flared, and gravel tipped from the rim and rolled to the base of their shelter. It was a night of changes. Far across the dark plain, Artemis was on the march, attacking the distant city-state of Stark. Are you worried about the fighting? pressed Kurtz. Shall we go back to Turing City? No, she smiled at him. Stark is a long way from here. What sort of a child would we make if we were to run at the slightest disturbance? His eyes glowed soft yellow, a gentle contrast to the raw power tearing the night apart above them. As she spoke again, her voice crackled with the static of the storm. I have reached the point. Have you decided? Yes, whispered Kurtz. A boy. Liza nodded and returned to her work, her hands moving in the feminine manner as she wove a mind from the twisted wire that Kurtz made for her. Thank you, said Kurtz, watching her movements with fascination. Thank you for what? For giving me the choice.
It's tradition, Liza replied simply, her hands ever moving. Thank you, she murmured. For what? For trusting me, for not asking if I'm really weaving what you asked for. It's tradition, said Katz. There was a sizzling crash, and several lightning bolts arced down, earthing themselves through crude plugs of raw iron that had thrust themselves up from the stone plain. Glowing plasma formed an arch in the sky, burning its way into the electrocells of Kurtz and Liza's eyes. That came from Stark, observed Kurtz, the purple lines of lightning slowly fading from their vision. Their Tesla towers are too powerful. Artemis won't defeat them tonight. Good, murmured Liza, still weaving busily. Good. It only means that they'll attack again, said Kurtz despondently. And they'll keep attacking.